Off the Brawl on OTB Sports Radio, Ireland's first and only sports radio station. All right, so delighted to be joined by Michael Conlon. Michael, thanks for taking the call. No worries, man. No worries. Hope you're well, Ron. Before we get to the boxing, and given the times we're living in, we should probably start uh, with wider matters. How's everything with you since the coronavirus stuff really kicked in? Um, yeah, everything with me is sound. I'm, I'm, I'm here at home with my family, um, which is the most important thing. Um, healthy uh, and trying to self-isolate as much as possible or social distance as much as possible as you know it seems like everything is the world's gone crazy and you know we don't want to be around anything to, to kind of get this, get this virus or pass the virus on if you already have it yeah and you're at home the, the kids are at home 24 7 now how are they finding it it's a bit tough we've been heading out if i'm honest and, and going to like little walks and stuff and you know not not being around loads of people and i'm obviously social distance and they're trying to keep distance but you know trying to get out and having a bit of exercise it's actually really nice to see um and really nice to do is actually spend time with your family and, uh, and be present whereas you know when i'm when i'm in training i feel like i'm always on the go i'm always doing something i'm always too busy to to, to be spending you know enough uh, not enough i don't spend enough time when, when i'm when i'm at home when i'm in training because i'm either training or resting and or, or eating, so um, it's been nice. It's been nice to be around them. They're a bit, you know, melted being in the house. And I think my daughter, she's she's actually five today. Um, she's fighting hard to kind of understand why she's not going to go and see her granny and granda, um, which seems a bit hard for them. You know, obviously Shauna's mum, mum, mum and dad and, and stuff. It's it's hard for her not to go and see them either. So. Um, it's it's crazy, but you know it's it's the times we're living in. We just have to kind of get on with it. Yeah, and I know the life of a boxer can sometimes be quite isolated anyway, especially when it comes to training camps. So you have a bit of experience of that. How would you yeah. go about uh, passing that time, Michael? Generally, when you're locked down during training camps. Ah, uh, well, when I'm locked in, I'll just sit there. I'll <laughs> I'll sit on my phone. I'll I'll eat my meals. Although this is much better because I can eat whatever <laughs> I want really at the minute. Um, yeah. I'll eat my meals and I'll, and I'll watch uh, box sets and just train. So um, I I'm, I have no problem doing this. It's, it's no no bother to me. I have a gym in my garage which I can go in and train away. And I find myself now being in the gym and just enjoying training. Not training for the sake of like of of a fight or I need to get fit or I need to lose weight. It's just I'm just training and I haven't felt like that and enjoyed that the way I've been enjoying it over the last few days in a long time. And you mentioned box sets there, Michael. We have to ask everybody who comes on now what their box sets are to recommend. So what one would you go for? I would watch Gamora. Um, the Italian kind of gangstery type crime uh, documentary. Uh, well, not documentary, series. Um, which is kind of loosely based on true facts. Um, and it's just really entertaining. It's thrilling, gripping. Um, you have to read subtitles, but I'm telling you, it's the best show I've ever watched of Monist. Um and obviously the likes of Sopranos, The Wire and stuff. So that's 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 what I was using. But what I'm watching at the minute is a wee show on Amazon Prime called Hunters. Um very, very good. Al Pacino's in it, uh ten part series, um ten episodes in the series. It's, it's it's brilliant. It's about like these uh Jewish Jewish people after the war in America are trying to hunt and kill Nazis who are living in America. So it's it's very good. Fair play. We'll have to put all those on the list anyway. Um, 
just in terms of boxing, Michael, so I know you're off the back of a full training camp, but you didn't actually get to go in there and show off what you've been working on. Yeah. How tough is that psychologically that you weren't able to blow the cobwebs off at Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden? Psychologically, uh, it hasn't bothered me. You know what it is, but it is. There's, there's bigger things going on in the world. I'm, I'm not so self-centered where I'm going to be like, oh, I was meant to fight. I, I, this, this kind of shit, like a lot of boxers would be, but no, I, I, I understand what what's happening. I, I kind of get that you know, boxing's a small part of everything else that goes on in the world. A yeah, part. And the fact that, you know, I, I didn't box, so be it. The, the thing that's just more annoying is, like, you know, you have a 10-week training camp, you put all the work in, and then you don't get paid. So um, that's probably the most annoying thing of it all. But even at that... You know, I, I'm blessed. I'm in, I'm in a great position. Um, I'm financially, you know, physically, mentally, everything. I'm, I'm very stable. Um, and I, I know a lot of fighters aren't that who live pay, paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, I feel more for those guys than I do myself, um, if I'm honest. Yeah, because there's a lot of uncertainty in the sporting world generally, especially for boxers who are kind of businesses themselves. As you mentioned, this is the main source of income for a lot of part-time boxers as well so in terms of keeping discipline Michael when you have no firm date in mind because God knows when this is actually going to get back up and running like what would your advice be to to fighters in those in that kind of situation for me boxing's kind of my only <laughs> my only source of income um so I need the fight to get paid so um I just try to stay focused on each day at a time you know, there's no point of worrying about what when boxing's going to be back or you know what's going to happen. Uh, I think for me to stay stay in the gym is probably the harder thing. Obviously, we having the kids and stuff, but the fact that we're here at home and I have a gym, it's it's actually really easy. I'm, I'm in a good position there, but um, just just keep keep on with your daily life, keep doing what you're doing. If you're if you're on lockdown, keep on getting as much exercise as possible because everybody else is in the same position. There's no point to thinking that people are getting ahead. They're not. Everybody's in the same position. So um, we just got to stay focused and live each day as it comes. Yeah, and you mentioned you're at home for the foreseeable future, training at home. Would you still be keeping in touch with Adam in terms of training regimes or are you just doing your own thing? Yeah, I actually do. I'm, I'm, uh, so obviously I took a wee bit of a week off after the fight. Um, well, the fight that was meant to happen. Um, I took a week off. Um, I've done nothing but eat. I'm honest. <laughs> I've been eating and making cheesecakes. So uh, that's all I've been doing. But I've been speaking to Adam every day. Um, always keeping touch because you know he's he obviously he's, you know he's more than a coach. He's he's a friend. So um, and, and and we do keep in touch. So today actually I'm scheduled to be on a call with him, my nutritionist, and my ethnic uh, slash physio. Um, coach, so I'll be I'll be speaking to them today and putting a plan in place for you know, what we need to do, kind of get everything back under control, that strength. You know, not, at the bit, to be honest, this this is game, and uh, and if you look at it, you can look at it in many negative ways, but I look at it as a blessing because it's giving me time, it's giving me time to work on things which I need to work on, and that's what I've been doing. Like I, I was on the road machine yesterday, and I've been watching a lot of my fights and just picking out what I need to work on, what I can still improve on, but you know the, the, the weaknesses which I want to improve on, now is the time to do it. And my strength work and stuff, I, I kind of lack doing my strength work for a while. So uh, the last 
since since the Keaton fight, I've been I've been working on doing a lot more of my strength, so I'm just building kind of my base again. It'll be interesting to hear what your nutritionist says about all the cheesecakes, Michael. Have you any specific recipe, or is it just the the straight up cheesecake? Ah, uh, well, I've been going. Uh, had a biscuit off one, um, my first one, and I made sure. So I seen I put them up base thirty, and I think someone said the the base is too thick. The base can never be too thick. <laughs> I, made it, I, I made it extra thick purposely um but then yesterday done a, a kinder brainer one um so i i think i'm gonna bake a, a carrot cake this week i think you know the bake-off will be calling me soon um <laughs> phone call for it then i'll be uh, celebrity bake-off michael you're too uh, big for, uh, you're too big for the normal one nah, well, the, the normal one they're they're much better so i'd prefer the celebrity <laughs> one of them honest but um no i think it's something to do it's something to kill time it's something to uh get into and uh, and I was, like this is the first time i've baked cheesecakes ever these last this last week so um first time i've done any kind of baking in the kind of kitchen um so i, I think I've, I've picked up something that i like and i'll and i'll get on with that yeah fair play you know it's good to put this time to good use michael um just in terms of last week just to go back to it st patrick's day such a bizarre day for all irish people but for you especially the last couple you've spent Headlining at Madison Square Garden is such a unique thing. When was when did you first hear that that might be under threat? That there was obviously talk of it going behind closed doors. But when did you first get wind of that? Uh well, so on the Wednesday, we have, me and Jamie arrived on the Wednesday. It was obviously the following Tuesday. Uh, we arrived Wednesday afternoon and we're floating about. Um, then on the Wednesday evening, Trump says that all flights to Europe were were getting cancelled. And I was like, here, you know, you need to check, like, I don't want to be stuck in America. I don't want to be stuck in New York when my family is at home. I have you know, young kids and, um, and Shauna at home. So no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to be stuck here. No amount of money in the world could pay me for that. So he got on the top rank and they were like, yeah, well, listen, we're, we're having a look at it. We're going to keep an eye on it and we'll, and we'll let you know. But if you want to, if you want, if you want to cancel the fight, let us know and we'll, we'll cancel. And I said, nah, no, no way. I'm not canceling. I know I want to get paid. So, um, we says, well, fine, no problem. Then I woke up the next day and I woke up to Twitter and I was online. I was on Twitter. I was actually we were for lunch. I was on Twitter and I seen that Bob had said that uh, the fights will go behind closed doors. And uh, I was like, fuck's sake. And I just went, no, I thought this will be unbelievable. This is a, it's one of these kind of moments in time where you know where you are when everything is happening. You know, this is a world kind of disaster type thing. Um, and I'm going to box in an empty Madison Square Garden. And then went to the press conference and the press conference. So I was like, it's a bit stupid. When I seen the NBA and all it cancelled, I was like, this isn't going ahead. And it's a bit stupid that we're actually still doing press conferences and stuff, talking to people because you're face to face with like reporters and stuff. And obviously the virus and stuff can spread that way. So I was like, it's a bit dumb. And I, 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 I was quoted saying that boxing is a mercenary sport and I'll keep going till the end that I was told. I made the stop, which you know it was. It was still going ahead, but you know, I, after that, after the press conference, walking about New York, had myself cheated up for it. Was delayed. I was like, "Come on, it's going to be brilliant." I'm just going to. I'm actually going to talk a lot of shit to the guy in the ring because no one's going to be on. Uh, <laughs> and then sitting there on the phone, I was actually on a podcast at the time. I'm on the phone, and Jamie was in front of me. We were having, we just had our dinner. And uh, he just looked at me and says, it's off. What? He says, it's off. 
sake, my weight was really, really, my weight was on point, and I was like, oh, Jesus, it's leaning over, start lifting his chicken wings, and start eating his chicken wings. <laughs> like, you know, what can you do? You know, I mean, the world, the world continues to go on, and people are, are actually in a lot worse positions. People are dying, so, you know, what's the point of getting down about it? You know, there's no point. You know, I've, I made of you know, lost earnings and all that there, and put a lot of time in, but, you know, that time, that time was a waste that I've, I, I've used that time to better myself as a fighter. I've used that time to better myself as a person. Um, and the money situation, mm. the money comes, money goes, and it'll always come back to you. So I'm not too worried about that. And what did you ultimately do with your St. Patrick's Day? Were you back in Belfast at that stage? Oh, I was, I was back home. I was back home. We flew out the next day. The next evening, we got the, uh, Jamie got on top and got the flight sorted. We were back back for Saturday, Saturday morning. Um St. Patrick's Day, put on some green and walked around the house. Uh, did I call them? I don't, I don't think I called them first because I didn't want to go near them in case you know, anything was happening. So actually, I did a call down. That was the only time I've been down. I've seen them before. You know, the kind of complete lockdown type yeah. stuff is going on. So um, I was down there, I seen them for a while and then just came back up to the house. So that was the, the height of it. Um, didn't have no Guinness. <laughs> Had a cider just. So... I had the G. And you mentioned it a couple of times there, Michael, the nature of the situation sort of being in isolation or being at home gives everybody a chance to sort of take stock. And you're about three years as a professional now. Where do you yeah. assess you are in your professional career? I'm right where I need to be. You know, I'm, I'm a no risk for no one. And, you know, for me, I think I'm, I'm moving at a nice pace. Um, 13 fights in now, banking a lot of money. No, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm 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 happy to, with where I'm at. You know what I mean. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, I'll I'll get to where I need to be. Um, and I know that I know I'll be world champion. It's just a matter of time, and and I, I believe that would have been in the summer, but now nah, that kind of looks like it's going to get pushed back a bit. But you know, so be it. You know, it is what it is. So when when it comes, it comes. I'm in no rush. And. Just over two of those three years you've been with Adam Booth, Michael, and I remember talking to you initially yeah. when that link-up happened and you were saying it was a bit like go back to school, he's very specific on certain things. Yeah. How is that relationship now? You mentioned it's sort of like a friendship as much as anything, but from a technical standpoint, how have things developed? Oh, well, personally, I'm very, very close to Adam. Um, I have so much respect for the man. He's so, much, so knowledgeable. So, you know, obviously, I, I, I was actually living with him for the last kind of, few weeks there and you know I, I can't think I'm enough for everything he's done for me um, but in terms of technical and you know physical and, and just male and boxing skill I think he's changed my game completely um, I think he's a fantastic coach so knowledgeable I think now we've, we've, we're, we're like we're fully clicked now it's not like going back to the screen no more it's like no let's work on you know making that kind of A-level grade and you know, I think I, I can see myself getting there um, sooner rather than later. Um, the way we're working, the way we're progressing, I'm seeing things turn out in the gym and, you know, slowly, slowly tipping turn out fights. But, you know, I think now it's going to speed up and you're going to see more rapid change and a much more complete fighter every time. Yeah. And we haven't spoken since the Nikitin fight and it's probably the thing you've been asked about more than anything in your career, Michael. And hopefully yeah. this is the last time I ever have to ask oh, you about oh. him. But how did it feel to finally put that whole thing to bed when you beat him there a few months ago? It was fantastic. Um, I was happy to, to kind of put it to bed and uh, and get past it. But you know, personally, you know, for me, I was never personal with 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 Vladimir, as I've always said. You know, I always kind of 
had pleasantries with him and anytime I see him we've known him years from the amateurs and we always say I know each other we always read each other he's been on the, the same cards as me and my undercard and all and you know he's just a, a nice dude so you know the fact that I beat him and, and got that one back you know for me it was it was it was unbelievable um something that I want really wanted and and no, no one even before Rio I knew I knew when we fought in 2013 that I beat him then but it was a closer fight um so and I just want I was happy to get it back, but you know to finally put it to bed and and get past that chapter of of my career of when you're going to get that one back, you know it was great. And the opponent this time around was supposed to be Belmar Preciado. What kind of fight were you expecting with him, Michael? Well, he was coming forward. He was he was he had no fear. Even though when when we were in the press comments, he had no fear. He was coming to take my head off. Um, and I seen him against a few of the guys, some 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 good fighters, um, Franklin Manzella and stuff, um. So he 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 and he was he beat them guys. So you know he he's, he was of good grade, um, could punch, and obviously could take a punch. So you know he would have been he would have been a great fight and someone who would have been able to show an awful lot on. And what I wanted to show on was a lot of inside work too. So um, I was I was interested to see how that one would have played out for myself. And I know how it would have went. I would have, I would have finished him with a body shot, and I think it probably would have been from a southpaw stance. But um, I know it would have finished him. Yeah, and one thing I remember from the failure fight, which was a brilliant occasion, body work was very noticeable that night. Is that something you and Adam have been working on specifically as a way of maybe finishing guys? Oh, 100%. Well, listen, I know I'm not a big one, sensational knockout artist. And, you know, people always, you hear like the likes of John Rowe, you know, well, he doesn't have the knockout punch, but not many people, not loads of people have a knockout punch and still always reach the highest level. So, you know, it's not, it's not about that. It's about the skill. And I know I can hurt people. If, if I wasn't able to hurt anybody, they would walk through my shafts, you know what I mean? So, and just try and take my head off. And that's everybody who have fought so far. No one has done it. Um, but I know I hurt people to the body. I know I'm a, a good body puncher. And obviously, I've been working on it an awful lot. And I started working on it from when I was in LA with Manny. Um, but more so now with Adam, we're, we're kind of picking the shafts, which really worked for me. And, you know, I think you've seen it in the field of one. Um, You've seen it even in the Keaton fight. He was actually very good at defending the body. He kind of tilted himself right over, so you couldn't get him. But I was hurting him to the body too, and I could tell it. I could tell in there. So I know I can hurt people to the body, and that's I'm going to be a better body puncher than I am, you know, a concussive head puncher. Mm. And in terms of Preciado, is the plan once things are somewhat back to normal, he's going to be the opponent again, or is that up in the air? I'm unsure. I'm unsure what the what the plan is with that one. It could be him. It could be someone else. Um, you know, uh, we we were looking for Owasa. I think his name is the Japanese guy, the WBA number one. But I see he's now getting. Uh, I think it's a, a final eliminator um, against Hector Garcia. I think from one of the South American countries. But um, he was the guy I was looking to fight. He had actually beat Belmar, but Belmar was actually beating him until that point. Sometimes do you catch yourself th- like thinking beyond where you're at and thinking, I want to fight for a world title next? And do Adam and the guys have to sort of rein you in a little bit? I always think like that. I always, I, I believe I'm ready now. Um, and, you know, I know when the tougher tests are put in front of me that you know, I'll confidently beat them. It's no problem. It's like I'm not, I wouldn't be worried. I know my level will raise. I don't believe I've shown, you know, 50% of what I can really do, you know what I mean? I, I know there's much more levels in my game and I, I don't believe I've had the kind of person or the opponent to bring it out of me yet. And you know, once the time comes, you'll see.
Um, so the fact that I have Jamie and, and Adam and stuff around me, they're knowledgeable people. They know what they're what they're talking about. They know the boxing game. And, you know, I, I have trust in them. And if they say, no, I have this fight next, I want to agree because, you know, they, they, they have my best interests at heart. They want me to keep winning. And they want me to, to make the right move. So, you know, I'll listen to them. And when I was talking to you in Belfast that day, you were saying there was still some talk about maybe Super Bantam or Featherweight. Have you decided on one yet or what's the plan? I don't think now. After after the lockdown here, I'll be staying a featherweight because <laughs> I could be super middleweight right now. You never cheesecake. know. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, cheesecake has got me. I mentioned Fela, one of the sporting highlights of 2019 for us anyway, Michael. But yeah. would you still like to fight in Belfast at some stage? 100%. And listen, we'll, we'll work something out um, in regards to Fela and stuff. I know the kind of date we're looking at is start of August. Um, but the way things are going, it doesn't seem like anything is going to be moving until probably September. Um, and please God, we can still do it in September. You know, Fela will be happy, I think. You know, uh, well, I hope I hope Fela will be happy to move to September and do September because if, if August isn't happening, I'm sure that's the one around too. So, um, yeah, it was an unbelievable year last year. For me, probably the best night of my, my sporting career. And I've had some big dates, if I'm honest, but... That one was really, really special. And, you know, to do it again in front of an even bigger crowd. Wow. And we're in an Olympic year now, Michael, although it looks like that too is going to be postponed the way things are going. Uh, four years on from, you sort of made your name from an international standpoint. Do you ever think about the, uh, Rio anymore or is, have you just totally parked that now? No, the old time I do. The old time I think about it. Um, I'm very grateful for it because... <laughs> It put me in a fantastic position as a professional, as as a you know kind of person in the media, where people see him like an athlete who is already known by the media, you know, like around the world, not just like in in Ireland, you know, the small ponds, and like a whole way around the world, everybody knew who I was because of the Olympics, and you know, for that that adds that adds zeros, it does add zeros. Let's be honest, when you're known by everybody and people tune in to watch it, adds zeros. So, um. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. It put me in a great position and, and kind of kick-started my pro career before I'd even put a punch. Mm. And you had some strong thoughts on the amateur game back then and things have obviously changed a lot behind the scenes there now. In your years as a professional, Michael, what have been your main takeaways from the pro game as opposed to the amateur scene? Oh, it's, it's probably more ruthless. Um, I've seen people be f***ed over. I've, I've heard stories and... You know, I've just I've seen an awful lot and heard an awful lot, so yeah, it's it's definitely a more ruthless game. Um, no one really cares about you except you know your close circle, and and that's the truth. You know what I mean? You're just a piece of meat and cannon fodder at times for people. Uh, I'm not talking about myself; I'm just talking about fighters in general. Um, it's it can be a, a bad. It can be it can be really bad and really really not nice to see. You know, when you see how people are handled after they lost or, you know, they put a bad performance on, they could put to the back of the pain and stuff. People, if they don't care, for, if, if, you, if you're not in a, a good position, people in power just don't care for you. You know, you're just a piece of meat and that's that's kind of the bad side of it. But it is great says you know, for me, I've seen a lot of the good, um, big venues, big places, well kind of looked after and stuff, but you know, there's guys that even watching Jamie's career, it was hard to see, you know, kind of screwed him a bit. Um, 
and like the start of his career, half stop startup was was terrible. Like knowing so, I've seen I've seen the bad side of pro boxing, but I've also seen good too. Mm. And it's a, a period of uncertainty for amateur boxers as well, building towards Tokyo, and now that's uh, obviously in jeopardy. Now, what would your advice be to those fighters, Michael, in terms of making the jump to the professional game? Take your time. Take your time. There's no rush. I've done two Olympic games, and I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm very happy I did, especially if you're young. Take your time, because there's no point of rushing. Um, I believe if I had a turn pro after 2012, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be nowhere near the position I'm in now. I don't believe I was ready to turn at that age. Um, I wasn't physically ready. I wasn't physically developed. Um, and I wouldn't have achieved everything I achieved as an amateur if I, if I did. So I'm glad I took my time. I'm glad I, I turned over at 25. Because um, uh, I feel like I, if I had done it any, any, any time before that, I probably, probably wouldn't be in the position of it. So I'm very happy. And before I let you go, I might just get your thoughts on a couple of bits of boxing news, Michael. I know you're a big fan of the sport as well. Yeah. Lomachenko against Lopez, a bit of a top-ranked derby there. It might be on doubt in terms of when it's going to happen, but it promises to be a great fight. How do you think that one would play? You know what? At the start, I was like, I was convinced Loma um, with these. I was convinced Loma with these, but the more I see, I'm seeing Tiafimo, um and how he's been performing, I give him a shot. I'm interested. I really want... I've been on the top rank already to get me over as a fan. And one other fight that seemed to be ready to happen but is now on the back burner a little bit, Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders. Do you think Billy Joe is the style to give him a bit of trouble? Possibly. Um, but Canelo, he has so many levels to his game. I don't know if, if Billy Joe will be the kind of guy to give him a hard fight but not win. Or else, you know, could he beat him? I don't know. It's Canelo's Canelo's different class. Like I, I, I would favor Canelo, but definitely Billy Joe with his skill and obviously being switched on. When he is switched on, he's very, very hard to beat. Um, and against someone like Canelo, he would be switched on. So, you know, it's that's another one where I'm like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm more leaning towards Canelo, but Billy Joe can definitely ask questions. Great stuff, Michael. You've been very good with your time and uh, best of luck getting back on track and hopefully that world title shot won't be long coming around. Cheers, Ron. Thank you, mate. Take care. Off the Brawl on OTB Sports Radio, Ireland's first and only sports radio station.